Welcome to another episode of Failure at 40. On this episode, we're speaking to 41-year-old Terence Smith, also known as Max the Cab Driver. We'll be talking all things love, marriage, life and faith, hitting points like this. You don't think about 40. You don't even want to think about it. It wasn't, what? Are you all right? <laughs> nah. That's, that Justin would say, that's old. <laughs> you're gone. That's your life finished. You're finished now. But it does, it's not your finish. It starts, bro. That's the maddest. And if you like that, you'll love this episode. So stay tuned in. Welcome to Failure at 40. Failure at 40. Hi, Terence. How are you? Welcome to Failure at 40. Welcome. Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate it. No problem. So for those that don't know you, Tell us a little bit about who you are, like what you're doing today, like your family set up. Tell us a little bit about you so that our listeners can get to know you. I'm a guy that has gone through a huge transition in the last four years in terms of employment, working for prison services and then moving over to teaching and then starting my own business. And then from there, for the last three years, I've been running my own company, doing the things I want to do. And then in terms of Two beautiful boys. I was married six years, then divorced, met someone. And now I'm in a setup of five children um, that I've taken on as my own. So it's kind of, that's the that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm loving my life. I'm loving what I'm doing. So hopefully you can feel the enthusiasm in, in where I speak. I enjoy what I do. I love my life. Tell us a bit about your business. What is it that you do? It's called Hive and Seek, you know. Basically, I put all my talents together under one roof that I enjoy, things that I enjoy doing, and I know I can, I'm skilled in. So it's like gardening removals, graphic design, event hosting, DJing. I've flung everything in there. And then what I've done is actually subcontracted that some of the work. So someone that does cakes, I put there and there. So it's literally a one-stop shop. But I didn't want to call it one-stop shop because it just sounds like something down the road, innit? So I called it Hive and Seek. So the Hive is basically like, you know, like a beehive and you've got all the yeah. different services like that. And I like the bee movie, so I wanted to play on that as well. That whole of not doing the same thing every day, doing something different and being 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 different. So I, I guess part of what, what Shams also asked, I'm quite interested to know in that you've got a new relationship as well. It's, is it new? Sorry? Yeah, new fresh, fresh out the box. Fresh out the box, like fresh. Fresh! So um, How new? How new? How fresh? It's a year and... You know what? It feels like this is the maddest thing about it, yeah? And I have to keep pinching myself and waking myself up to know that it's only been, it's just coming on two years, but it doesn't feel like that. That makes any sense. Feels like you've been with her much longer than that. Yeah, it feels like I just, yeah, the honeymoon <laughs> stage is gone. Everything's gone now. It's just, no, just normal plain sailing. Do you get what I'm saying? But can I ask, do you think that transition into your 40s is part of that and how it feels, how it is, what the energy is like? You know what? I listened to the one at the um, a party house. It was so good. Justin. Uh, Williams. Justin. Like, everything that came out of his mouth was just so on point. Like, like it just everything, just bang, 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 bang. I don't think he even needed to cut off most of it. I guarantee you didn't need to edit that much because he was just so on point. And I had to say, when he spoke about going to, I didn't think about 40. You don't think about that. You think that's old people's thing. Like, you're all right. It was so true. <laughs> like, but I, I didn't look at it like that. 
I just didn't want to go there. Like I told you, you say, oh, you asked me how old I was. I said to you, I don't like it. I don't want to talk about that because I'd rather go, I want to go back down. So when people say, oh, I'll hold you, I'm saying I'm 41, but I'm going back down because it doesn't feel like what I thought it would feel. But what I'll be real with you, it's like, yes, the whole transition, I'll be honest, I lost everything in terms of, you know, I had I thought I had the, the great best family and the, everything was there and the career and boom, boom, boom. And then everything got wiped away, like wiped away, like clean, ground zero. And then everything was just given back. That's what I, I put that down to God. I, I, I won't front, that was all God's work in terms of that. He's, I said, bro, I repent. He took everything away from me. I was like, whoa, 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 bro. I said, I repent. Why are you doing this? <laughs> like, give me something at least. And then he just, and then he put everything. And he just literally, he just gave me untold blessings. So it was like a, I never look at it as an age, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even feel it. I don't know it. I don't look at it. I don't look reflect, look at my driving license. Oh my, I don't bother with all that. It's just a new, I just, it's just a new beginning for me. It's like I feel I'm re- rebirthed. Yeah, that whole kind of um, life starts at 40. That used to be a very common saying, isn't it? It's true. It's true. When people keep saying it's, it's true, but my son will look at me, my sons and my kids will look at me and say, oh, you're old, fam. You're yeah. old. But I'm like, I'm not old, you know. I'm reborn. I'm just a different type of breed to you now. You get me? All right, there's certain things that I think, rah, 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 I'm a bit old now, so I'm not in the loop of I should be. But so because I don't want to be. I've got other things to do then keep up with you lot. You get me? One thing that you missed off from when you uh, were describing some of the things that you do in terms of being an entrepreneur is that you're a very successful comedian. No, I, 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 let's just put pause on that because I'm not, I wouldn't say, that's part of the whole business, isn't it? So the hive and seek, you can still hire me to do hosting or DJing or whatever, but I did the stand-up. I'm not going to lie, I did the stand-up. I didn't like it because with stand-up, you only get like, they give you like, you've got 10 minutes on set and then, they, 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 they flash the phone at you when you're about to cut. Low it, low it. Man, don't like, I didn't like it. And it flashed the phone. and it, So I wanted to be different from all the other comedians. I wanted to stand out differently from the rest. And how can I be remembered? Going first as a comedian doesn't work. Going last doesn't really work. It just doesn't work. So I said, you know what? I changed my whole perception. So obviously I, I created the, the, um, the chain, the, the wig. So I definitely you're going to know who I am. Or ego that grew out of something quite real and real for me i've said i changed my name to a comedian host and presenter so that's what i am now i'm i'm more of a thing that will get the crowd ready bring on the comedian i'm always going to be there and then i can dj as well at the same time so i started a role for myself where i could dj and host at the same time and still entertain and still bust joke so that's what i see it as in that sense and I guess t- just taking all that into consideration, can you just tell me a little bit about what your early years were like growing up, you know, where you're from originally, background, culture-wise? Grew up Brixton, Lambeth, fighting my, my, my black brothers all the time. So mum and dad said they're going to move me to Croydon. So we moved to Croydon, started fighting the Asian boys all the time, innit? So mum and dad said, forget that, we're going to move you to Sutton. So I grew up in Sutton, I started fighting the white boys all the time. <laughs> I swear down, it was like this. I swear the white boys brought me up. Yeah, they brought me up. They dealt with me properly. Like, they brought me up. That's why Lucas A bottles are now um, plastic because of me. Because back in the days, they were glass. They were, one look of white boys said, nah, mash me up, man. I had to find a new way of fighting in school. It was horrible. Like, I had to, yeah, it was horrible. I grew up in Sutton. Are you an only child? No, nah, I had a younger brother as well. I had a, I had a 
younger brother stuck to me like glue. We didn't, it, it made it even worse when we to sat because we knew we had to stick together. I was the only black boy in the school for about two years before the first Somalian you come in. I was like, rah, he's black, but he ain't black, but he is black, but he's there. He's there, but he's black enough. It was all right, man. We joined forces and we done our thing. But um, then the black boy started to come in and I was like, nah, you don't need to stay back. Like, you just spoil- like this is my time here. I was good here without you not here. Growing up in, in, in my schooling was better in Sutton. I mean, I managed to settle down. You know what? I integrated. So what happened at them times there, there was the time to take that. New kids on the block. Guns and Roses, drum and bass. Happy Hardcore was around them times there. Don't know if you know that, but Happy Hardcore. And then the drum and bass came. So I was exposed to all of that scene in terms of that. So I'll go around my white friends and eat fish and chips or whatever they eat or whatever. They'll come around my house. Can I have some bun and cheese? They, I stopped, they stopped coming, going to their house because they wanted to come to my house more because the, the, the culture was different. Just so you haven't said, what's your culture? Where your family from? This is what I'm saying. This is a, I, I was I'm a bit funny with the, that because they're from the drop off island, Jamaica. Now I'm saying to my parents, like I want to know. It's a drop off island. That's where they dropped us off in it. But I'm saying, but before then, what happened before then, Mum? Where were we before? Like where are gone? But when I try to dig into my family now, they don't want me to dig in it. They're like, now nah, we can't dig no more because my bare madness was going on there. But yeah, my family from Jamaica, both of them, Saint Elizabeth and. Jelani and country, they're country bunkings. And so, so, so growing up, I guess in your in your teens, you kind of said you grew up in Sutton. You know, in your your twenties, your thirties, what kind of things were you experiencing? What were you into? You know, what kind of things really made you the person that you are today? You know what, my my dad. When we moved to Sutton, my dad bought um this yard, yeah, for three bedroom yard. For I never forget how much it was for about fifty four grand. Yeah, them times you could buy a yard, them time there at that price. And what times are these, sorry? When you say times, what, what times? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking 80s? Early 90s, early 90s. Let's say early 90s. And the yard, yeah, had, was bare, had nothing in it. It was dead. It was dead. Like, there's there was no car. It was, it was, we built the yard. My dad just moved us. I was like, Dad, what were you doing? The skeleton. Everything was just, I, I, said, I said, what is this? But what happened, yeah, them times I learned everything, every skills that I've got now, yeah, which I, at that time I didn't, like, I, I was not in her. I was just like, what is this? My dad, I want to go and play outside. My dad said, no, watch me do this. Watch me do this. We built, the yard was done from scratch. We put the boilers in, we've done electrics, we've done the, the carp, everything my dad did, the gardening. So all them skills I acquired from early. So my early teens, wasn't playing outside doing the most and getting into foolishness and all that kind of thing there. The only way I can get into foolishness is I had to lie. So I had a detention so I could so I could go and play and do certain things. So football wasn't, a, I love football. So I had to lie and say, wow, dad, I've got detention. I'd rather take the beating for detention. You get me? And go and play football and do the most before I get home. Because once I'm home, I'm home and work don't stop until mum goes, Dinner time, and then we get dinner time and whatever, and then we go back to work again. It, it was a constant free bed building this yard from scratch. And then my dad, obviously years along, they, they sold it and it made millions. But the whole thing was that I, I, I acquired so many different skills, which I didn't realise would have an effect. I'm able to run my own business now, if that makes sense. Like mobile phones just coming in. I wasn't really allowed to have that consults. We never had consult games. The only game we had here, yeah, my cousin borrowed us, was 
that game that goes it's like a dial and you it goes boop 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 Atari Atari it's not Atari because that, that's too posh that's too, <laughs> too much it was How a, is and this goes across doop, boop, boop. no you have one device like this it's one big it's like a phone yeah and you can, it's got a little turly thing on it then the other person has a next device and, got, and all the game would be is that a little ball and you bounce like that that's the only game I remember having Spectrum Sinclair that's it my brother that's no. the thing <laughs> That's the thing we had, bro. You're taking liberty. You're bringing back memories that hurt me. But I don't know when we go to our cousin's job, it was peak. It was peak. It was peak. I, was peak. Today. I feel left out. I didn't have one of those. I feel really left out. I didn't have one either. What do you mean you're left out? Like, you, you, what, you had all the other Commodore 64? I, I had a Commodore 64. I didn't have that. I so have... this is what I'm saying. This is the low of low. Yeah? You had the Commodore 64 with paperwork. I didn't have that. Yeah? <laughs> Careful, yeah, like, like. maybe, maybe um, friends. My dad wasn't a particular thing, he didn't like too much friends around me. We didn't like, he didn't, um, he had very particular ways of life that he just, which I do pick up now, but certain things he just, no, no, this, that. Um, but he acquired me with many, many skills that to date I could use. The one thing he'd done, he made me drive from early, so he's a driving instructor, so from 12 years old, I could drive. So when he was drunk, going home from wherever family, I'll be driving home at 12 years old. Like, <laughs> me. One time the police to, to pull us over, we had to switch seats quickly. Like it was the worst thing in the world, like feeling that my dad going across the, 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 the thing. It was mad. But that's how I... It was 12, yeah. Wow. And I mean, I mean I've, I, during that time somewhere, obviously there was, there was a marriage, I'm understanding. And I'm thinking it must have been your 20s or 30s? It was in my 30s. At them time there, I knew, because you get to a certain time, like, just like Justin was saying, like, he's, his podcast is amazing. You've done a great job with that one. Thank you. Um, you realise that 30 is where you have to kind of think to yourself, whoa, 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 whoa. And what I've realised, the cycle, I realised from early, there's a cycle that happens. See, certain man them or, and I'm talking man them, and I'm being generalising, and I don't business, but I've realised that certain man them, they're not lay their foundation or know what they want to do by the age of 30. They start to go around in a cycle for some reason. And the things keep getting repeated and things happen again and again. And I'm like, because you haven't solidified what you need to be doing or for, you don't have to know exactly, exactly, but you have to have some kind of form of foundation. So I think by that time, I already solidified my foundation and then I got married. Yeah, we got married. Went to Don Rep. It was a beautiful wedding. It was a nice wedding. Family came with us. Yeah, man, it was good. It was good. Was that common in your circle at the time? Was that no, something? No, no. We were the only ones. We were the only ones. That time, my mum and dad just split. I, I got um, a phone call, one of them emergency phone calls. Hey, come on, no. Come on, no. My uncles all got me in one room and like, started bringing out scriptures from Bibles and telling me, big man, you're all right. What are you doing? Don't get married. You've seen what happens to us. So blah, 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 blah. Mm. It was were, they, were they frightened for you in what, terms of what you might experience if you went down that road? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really did. I, you know what? Certain things I, I tried to say, trying to get an understanding. And, and you know what? This is how deep it was. Yeah. When we when we were flying out, not everybody could go, obviously. None of my family members came around from my side of the family. And we're flying out the next two days. So they're all coming around to wish us, you know, boom, boom, boom. I saw an envelope go around, didn't it? A little envelope. <laughs> I knew there's money going in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> so the up in the, I had my granddad, who's 
he's well off. My auntie, that's well off. There's a lot. They're all well off in a sense, isn't it? Like, you get me? So, the cut a long story short, when we bust the, the envelope eventually, like two days later, it's like £95 in there. There's nine members of the family and there's £95. We don't know where the £5 come from. But I knew I didn't have the blessing of my family from then. There was, there was this, it was, it's just something wasn't right about the whole setup of how I have, I believe a family should be for the blessings of their children. It was just a strange one, but I didn't say money is the object of everything, but it just didn't make sense to me. We're about to go and break the status quo, do something that no one else has done in the family. And you rather me, you know what? This is how bad it was. One of my aunties believed back in the days, because I was lived in Sutton, they believed I would end up with a white girl. They actually said it live in my face. I was young and I like I couldn't respond because you know you can't respond back to your your you know aunties in that in that way. But all, her, all her children now, all her children now, yeah. I've got white girls. Like her her, her children have got white girls. Whatever. You get it? So it's weird. It was a beautiful moment. I'm going to do it again. I will do it again. I will get married again. I just went in with the wrong mindset. Didn't have the right people around me in that sense. When um, you like were in like maybe your teens, your 20s, or even coming up to your 30s, what did you, did you think about 40 as in what you wanted to achieve at 40 or where you wanted to be? Did you have an idea of where you wanted to be at the age of 40? Yeah. And no, I always said, yeah, I don't want to be where my mum and dad were. Unhappy, not progressive. I always have this thing in my head, like, there's always something to do and stay active, stay on top. I only discovered recently what it was that God's been pushing me all this while, but for, for a long time, I've been denying it. I ain't gonna lie, I thought it's all on myself. I'm doing this, it's me, innit? Boom, boom, boom. But I've always been a person that's me to get up and go, keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. Always been like that. But sometimes I had it with no direction. So when I knew, all I knew is that I wanted to have my own business and work for myself by that time. But I didn't know how that was going to happen. I didn't. That's the only thing. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how, when it would happen, how it would happen. But all I know, I didn't want to be like my mum and dad working for no one. So yeah, all I know, I just know, all I know is I just wanted to be happy, settled, and focused and working for myself. Was there an age vision or was that just your vision for your life and future? That's the vision because the 40, you don't think about 40. You don't even want to think about it. It wasn't, what? Are you all right? <laughs> nah. That's, that Justin would say, that's old. <laughs> you're gone. That's your life finished. You're finished now. But it does, it's not your finish. It starts, bro. That's the maddest. Yeah. And I think until you get there, sometimes it's hard to be able to envision and really about what it's going to feel like. Because I remember, similar to what your sons were saying, I said to my cousins, man, you guys are old. And they, they were like in their 20s, and I'm like, being like 14 or something, you know? I was calling them old because to me, they looked like they were up there, but, but they weren't. Once I got to those ages, I realised it was nothing, you know? Absolutely, even, even 40, reading again, seeing things is nothing. You're probably in your prime right now, you know? You're, the world is yours. I did think about 40. I, I thought 40 would be like, you know, I'd be relaxed, chilled. I've got everything that I've ever wanted and I'm just chilled. That's it. I'm going to live the next 40 years just like chilled. No one's going to bother me, no stress. So I had the idea at 40 that I had would have done everything that I needed to have done and I'd just be chilling, enjoying life, going holidays. That's, that was my vision. But it's interesting because I know a lot of people say they didn't even think about 40 as an age. For me, it was like 
the new retirement age at 40 I'd be chilled can't and you get in it but it's like 60s only around the corner if you think about it logically it's like wow my days but nah when you think about it now I never ever looked at that age I didn't want to be nowhere near it even now I don't really want to be I don't believe it because of the I looked at I've got them like nah I still don't feel it so that that show that proves a lot yeah, I mean, what's interesting is that at 40, you're considered 60, but at 20, you're not considered 40. And I, I think that's exactly what you're saying, even though it's still the same kind of duration, still 20 years, right? But I think you see how quickly those 20 years have gone. Like that, like that. And that's one thing I want to do. See, the at 30, what I try to do is live every, I started to live every day. Someone said, live every day. Just live every day, like live every moment, like live every day. And then I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then six months down the line, he said, now I want you to do is live every hour. I'm like, bro, how am I going to do, bro? You just want me to live every day. He said, like, live every hour, innit? Make every hour count. I was like, bro, how do you do that? Like, I've never every day count, but now you want me to do every hour. But now I'm in a position where it's like, I make every minute, every second count of my life. What does that look like in terms of practice? It looks, you know what? It's in here, in my head now, it's literally, I'm making this an opportunity. This is, I take this as an opportunity to one, to be, to connect with some great people, two, to be part of something big, because it is going to be something big, and to just be able to tell my story. So it's kind of a thing where I'm making it count as it is now. I could be all here just chilling, but yeah, just answer the question and shut up. And I could be just not engaging, whatever way it is, but I'm making it count. Every second of my life count. I can calculate it and look at it through the whole day, how I made every second count. I love, I actually love that, that phrase and how you're looking at that. I had a, a cousin who was ill for a while with cancer and I remember she always said to me, listen, you have to be intentional with your life, you know, decide what you want to do and just be specific and intentional about what you want to do. And I think that's almost kind of of the same vein of what you're talking about. Just do things with intention. You know, today I'm going to do X, this hour I'm going to do X and I'm going to be mindful, live in mindfulness, being present. When you're, when you're somewhere, you know, not kind of being there just on your phone, but present. If I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Um, I definitely agree with what you're saying. The earliest thing that happened in terms of that is that because I discovered my purpose from quite an early age, I was able to put things in motion. Everything came a bit more clearer. So I didn't look at the age 40. I'm not going to lie to you. I just look at that. This is what I've got to live my, I've got to live my purpose and live it every second day of my life. So if I'm not doing living my purpose, I don't feel like, it don't make sense to me. That that incorporates the living every second, every hour, boom, boom, boom. Because I'm living now, at my moment, I'm living my purpose of what I'm doing, what I want to do in my, in my life. When did you discover your purpose? In a dream. It was like in, back in 1960. No, joking. It was um, <laughs> when I was working for, I was working for the prison services. That's like coming on. How old were you? 28. 28. Okay. 28, that's when I did 28, and it came to me in a dream. I was reading a book. I always believe what you put in the universe, you get back. And I actually said to myself, I wanted, I wanted to find why I, what is this in my life? And, where, where, and it, I was reading a book, and then the last word I read was empowerment. I must have had a dream, and then that dream just came to life for some strange reason. It was weird. And in the dream came my, my purposes. So it's, in, it's um, enlightenment, edutainment, and, and empowerment. So I live by the three E's. So if I'm not doing that every day of my life, entertaining, empowerment, da, 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 I don't feel like I'm living. I've met you today as Terence, but I know you as Max. Tell us a bit about Max, because I think a lot of people know you as Max. 
Yeah, yeah. Max is just literally um, my alter ego, that little person that always wanted to come out from, from young. I wanted to be different on the stage. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to be different. I wanted to come out different. So I was playing with the whole thing of how I'm going to, as a comedian, I was already known as Maxi. I was doing music. I was doing music. So I was known as Maxi. My granddad gave me that name because he, he named me after a person that could always read the game ahead of people. He was a domino player in Jamaica. So he was a bad boy domino player and he always could read the game ahead of everybody. And I was good at dominoes and I could always read beyond what people see. So I could see what beyond people see. So he named me Maxi, in here, Maxi. I was like, well, I'm taking a name, fam. So the Maxi was there all the time. The Max, the cab driver come from, I used to go a lot, of, I, I like gym a lot. I used to go to gym a lot. But I didn't like the gyms around the ends because they're too mad. Man, them are too doing too much madness in the gym and all that kind of thing. So I didn't really like it. They're doing... They're having fights in gyms with weights and that. Who does that like? You get me? And because they're bigger than me, I couldn't restrain them. And I got dashed around the room one time and I got upset in it. So I said, I'm not going to these gyms no more around the ends. So I'm not going to bait at the gym, but I couldn't go there. So I ended up going to a gym in Notting Hill. Posh gym. And it was nice. But what it was, my dad had a stroke and he was in May Die Hospital. Anybody knows who May Die Hospital is, yeah? So they brought him to May Die Hospital and then I had to get from Notting Hill to Mayday Hospital, innit? Um, I shouldn't disrespect the hospital like Mayday, Mayday. I'm going to say Mayday. That's not dis- disrespectful. So I couldn't go on the tube because that means I have no connection on the phone or nothing, innit? So I had to keep, you know, what's going on. Da, da, da. So I got into a black cab and as I got in the black cab, this is the first time I ever got in a black cab. The price on it was like £7 already. I was like, what is this? But my dad's the most important. And let me go to my dad. I need to get there, innit? Anyway, he drove and he must have, I was on the phone on distant conversations. It was crazy. It was mad. And he got me there in, in within under, I think, 47 minutes. I never get 47 minutes from Notting Hill to where, I don't know what roles he took. I don't know if he flew. He got me there, innit? But at the end of that whole thing, he never charged me and he actually made me smile. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he actually, in that whole process, he actually made me smile and felt, and I was able to deal with the situation with my dad's stroke in, a, in an amical and good way. I didn't have to, I wasn't so stressed. Something about that, and that where I took, that's where I actually named, got the Max the cab driver from, strangely. So I said, as pay homage to cab drivers, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, name myself Max the cab driver. How long ago was that? Literally the same day, years of 28, when I was 28. So the same time I was getting all that, everything was coming at one time. So the alignment kind of was, literally just came into, into alignment at one time. So I guess I wanted to ask you, what would you say some of the, how you might not want to call them failures, but what would you say some of the challenges have been along the way towards your 40th and beyond, I guess? Breakdown of race, relationship, divorce. That wasn't, that wasn't a good look. That really threw me. Yeah, that threw me a lot. And then losing my faith in God, that was quite bad as well. That hurt. And, and on, top of trip, on top of them kind of things, them times I was just starting out as an entrepreneur. So everything came crumbling at once. It was like a big combustion of things, trying to keep the business afloat. Because I actually walked out of a good job. Like teaching is a good job. I, the money's good. Lambeth paid too much for teachers. So it was like, I was milking it. <laughs> it was nice. It was good. Why do I need to leave? But me doing that, everybody just, everybody didn't get it. Like no one got it. Like that one thing was a combustion of, 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 of different things. The divorce, the I felt I let my kids my, my kids down. I let 
I felt like let people down because you know I'm, I'm, I was out there as a person. It, it was just it, that was just probably the most testing time of all times. When I think back, I'm thinking, wow. Do you think those thoughts were all about how you felt about what happened, or was that some people also saying that to you? You know, like where somebody said to you, well, "Why are you leaving your job?" Do you think some of those pressures and that feeling of not achieving is because of what others are saying? Hundred percent. Took on too much. I, I, I care about people. I'm a people's person, and I, I built my, my 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 life around people and helping young people and da, da 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 da. So to have it thrown back at me and not get that advice and help that I needed, and that guidance at that time, it really did irritate me. It didn't really did bother me. And I didn't, I didn't know how to, there wasn't no one around at the time to kind of just pull me out and just say, look, I've got you. You're all right. And I'm talking down to parents like that. I've gone through divorce as well. That I thought, wow, you thought you're going to be there for me. Like, I thought you understand. I thought you'd be there for me. Happy for me to start my own job. My mum was like, wait, where are you going there? Wait, wait, where are you leaving your nine to five? You're all right. I was like, I want to pursue my own thing. I'm like, did she, Everybody panicked, like they called a meeting. You know, they called a meeting, like the family meeting. Yeah, called a meeting. Oh my god, I had the same meeting. I, I'm about to say, how many people was at your meeting? Because there was always a thousand in mine. There was a lot of people at my meeting. Yeah, you had a meeting as well. I had a meeting. I had a meeting as well. Oh. I had a whole divorce meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because my family and Jerry Springer they don't talk to each other, the meetings was in different places. Oh no, <laughs> mine was all in one place. <laughs> You don't like that uncle so much. You come check me after. You know, there's a meeting today, but me want to talk to you differently. It was like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe the meeting's a thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's, I thought it was just me, but it's nice to know you shared Not the meeting. meeting to, we should be, I always, even like in the families that I'm in now, like we have regular family meetings. That I feel, I see that as a, as a must. Just to know where our heads are, where we at, why we're doing what we're doing, why we think the way we think. What's the next stages? Can we help you? Can we support you? What can we, you know what I mean? We, it's well, that's regular. how a meeting should look. That's 100%. how a meeting should look. That is how it should look. But, and the, and the funny thing, I didn't want to take advice from people. I'm, I'm very funny. Like I've learned, and this is, since I'm 40, this is what I've said. I will not take advice from anybody that ain't gone through the same thing that I've gone through. I know it's like people say, no, but you don't, they can relate to it. No, no, no. If you ain't been married, you can't tell me nothing about marriage. And if you ain't been through it, if you ain't got kids, don't tell me. You ain't got no kids. What are you telling me for? I don't want to know, innit? Like, I just... I mean, you can give an opinion. You can give an opinion, but advice might be a little bit different. I don't want the opinion at the moment. I want the advice, innit? <laughs> That's what we suffer as men. We suffer as men because we don't get the right advice. We get, we get opinions and opinions, but I never got the advice, that real stuff. Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say on something you said earlier is that about people pleasing. Sham did a really good uh, workshop on people pleasing or how not to, pe- how, not, is it how not to give a shit? It was. <laughs> how, how, was the, how, how to was... not give a shit about people's opinions. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we live in a society where we're constantly bombarded with other people's opinions, um, be it ours, be it families, be it the media, be it work, wherever. And quite really, people just don't know what they want to do because they're so concerned with other people trying to tell them what to do. So I can hear what you're saying there, Terence, just about, you know, being a people pleaser sometimes. And maybe actually you needed somebody at that time. So Terence, wanted to talk to you a little bit about the new lady in your life. Tell us a bit about your new relationship. How are things going? Well, you want the honest one, yeah? You can give both if you'd like to. 
So, like I said, um, I had to repent my um, my previous relationship. I wasn't the best of guys in terms of cheating was a problem. Like, women was a problem for me. Women, boundaries as well. You know, I didn't discover that, especially being in the industry I was and helping a lot of people. The boundaries were just so blurred sometimes at times. There was a stage when I turned everything around. This is where it hurts so much because I turned everything around. I was like, I'm proper focused. This is me now and that. But what happened is that I think everything that she had gone through, she just said, you know what? I don't want this. And literally, that's what just triggered everything off, isn't it? Is your ex-wife or is this your current? My ex-wife, ex-wife. I went through a, a stage where, like, being on my own and that, and I, 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 I repent, which was one of the biggest things I had to do, and get rid of all the rubbish around me, especially just people. And, but I did say to God, I did pray, I did say to you, I'm not going to lie to you, I said, I want a woman with eyes and fires, isn't it? Like, despite anything, whatever you want to take away from me, yeah, I would like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, innit? But I did say that. I'm not going to lie. I did actually say that. This, this is why I said, do you want the truth or not the truth? But I said, I want eyes and fires. Did um, he give you eyes and fires? He gave me more than eyes and fires, innit? <laughs> <laughs> he gave, she's got mad eyes. I swear, eyes. Everybody to date, to date, people will still go. And she's got contacts in, like, it's, it's standard. It's everywhere we go. And even one guy blatantly, like, pulled up next to us today. And he's like, you've got nice eyes. He couldn't even, like, he said, sorry, brother. But I have to say, your woman's got nice eyes, you know. It's like, rah, it's like, how deep you have to go. You have to climb across the road, then you get yourself run over just to say that. <laughs> I mean, you did mention something that I want to pick up on before you move forward, which is getting rid of the rubbish around you was the wording you use. What would that, what that rubbish look like? I had to shed the, the disasters around me, like the people that, that went for me. Certain people you think that your friend, yeah, were not. It was, it was the most horriblest realisation to discover in my life that the people that you thought that were there for you, riders, were not. And that, that was to discover that. And this is where prayer was big as well. I just learned, that's where I learned to literally pray and put things in perspective and say, all right, I said, expose, like, be careful what you pray for, you get. I said, you know, I prayed, I said, listen, you just expose who he is, isn't it? Like, whoever they are, and he just exposed them, but he removed them at the same time. So there was, like Justin was saying, his one, there was shedding. Shedding was done, clean. It was like, whoo, it was so easy. I didn't have to even worry about it because they knew what time it was. It just alleviated a lot of stress. You know, like, sometimes you think, like, why is that? I understand for a lot of back pain. Didn't understand why I suffer back pain. I'm strong. I feel good. Boom, boom, boom. But I had a lot of back pain. And some people said to me, you know what? It's the lack of support that you've got around you. I'm like, but that don't make sense. It's like, no, nah, it's a mental thing. It's to do with your, it's to do with your support mechanisms around you. You don't have the right support mechanisms. And that, and when I started to look about the right support mechanisms around me and the right people around me, I had to go through a stage where I had to start talking to people, like especially man them that I had to put trust in. Because as men, we don't really, I haven't really, for the first time in years, I hadn't cried. So crying was a thing. I was crying. I was like, what is this coming out of my eyes? Like, what is this in it? Like, this is not normal. Like, I had to hide around corners and that. You get what I'm saying? Like, what am I bawling just randomly? Songs that I, I, I listened to were just making me cry. Like, because it just made me, I realized, I was like, what is this? No, no, this is not a man in it. This is not a man in it. This is not how you flex in it. But certain people I started to connect with through the shedding. Because what it does, it then opens up the doors for the real, the real life people and the real people in your life. The people that will just turn around to you and just make you feel, know who you are and not second guess what you're about. They spoke life into me, innit? Shan, at the time, 
We weren't really into nothing because I thought she was a little hot girl. Like I thought you're just too, you think you're too hot in it. And I thought, you know what is? I'm not gonna laugh. I was punching above my um, you know, what's that thing? Punching above your belt? Is it what you call oh, it? Punching above. Yeah, your belt. I, 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 I believe I was punching, and I thought she was, think she's too hot in it. Like you think you're too hot, but she didn't carry on like that. But it's just the way I saw it. So I never looked at it like that. But she really helped me increase my faith with the God with God at that particular time. And she was like, you know, I'm going to pray for you. And I was like, wow, like, how do you praise for a person that you don't know? Who does that? That's weird, fam. So we had a connection from there, but we didn't really connect, connect. I didn't really look at it like that. Enough of the man, I'm like, yeah, blood, you need to go too, fam. Like, nah, blood, it wasn't like that. No, she's a nice woman. I left it at that. But what happened, we connected one night. I must have had a bad night with one girl. The girl invited me around. She said, come around for dinner, Yeah. Nothing's in it. Just come round for dinner, innit? I was like, yeah, cool. But don't know nothing's in it. Like, I'm just trying to get my life in. She's like, nah, trust me, come round. Da, 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 da. Anyway, I've gone round there. She's in a in a in a dressing gown and that. I was like, this don't make no sense. Like, why are you in your dressing gown? Like, and I'm not, I'm I'm not, I don't feel no way. I, I, my mouth just runs in it. I'm like, why are you in your dressing gown? And boom, 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 boom. <laughs> kind of long story short, she made me feel uncomfortable. Like she made me feel like I didn't like, she made me feel like a piece of meat. And I didn't like it, no, but no. I, I left. No, it's really bad. It's really oh, bad. No, but I ended up walking out, and I ended up walking out, and I, I went for a drive, and I said, oh, I feel like to go to refills. I needed to go to the off license, so I went to the off license near refills. She at the time was going out, just come out of a gone raisin breed, raisin raven breed with her friends, and was coming back from a raven that, and she was going. Her friend was going to. Refills. So Sham was in the car. Her friend was in there. I walked past refills. Like friend was like, oh my gosh, Max. Oh my gosh, because I'm like celebrity like that, isn't it? That like, people like, oh my gosh, like. <laughs> so I'm just putting mega mega sauce on it to make it sound good, isn't it? So she's like, no, nah, oh Shan's in the car. Shan's in the car, isn't it? Shan's in the car. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't care. Like why would I care, innit? it? Like anyway, I so said, go and shop. When I come back, I'll go and check them in it. When I got to the car, now I was like, wow, why go on? She jumped out. She had no shoes on. And she jumped out of the car and she gave me one mad hug. Now, the mad thing about this hug, yeah, we didn't let go for long. We're in the middle of the road and you know how it's busy around there? We're in the middle of the road with our shoes off and that. And we just hugged. And I don't know how long, I can't tell you how long it was, but it was unnecessarily long. But it, it just felt so good. Like chemistry long. Yeah. It was chemistry. It probably was only 30 seconds, but it was an energy exchange. Well, you know that there's jealous friends and all them kind of thing there. That's what caught you. She caught, she caught you at that moment. Yeah. But we had to, what, caught, what, what messed it all up is that what we had to read, you know, like you come back to reality, the friends must have jumped in and hugged us all as well. I'm like, why are you had to go away? They're like, oh my God. It's like, so it messed the vibe up. But we held on to that. You know what I mean? I text the later, you know, like, make sure you get home safe. Like, next time you hug me, don't let go in it. Like, you know them ones, them games there. You know them games. He just started from there. And then what we did, we did it, we made it all God-led. So with this relationship that I'm in now, it's all God-led, isn't it? So we're only going by what God will tell us, isn't it? If it's just right for us, God will tell us, isn't it? Now, my faith wasn't as strong as it was at that time. But for some reason, that hug must have done some madness. It just literally just like increased my faith with God. And I said, yeah, yeah, I believe, yeah, it's cool. And everything was just literally God led from there into the point of where we said, you know what, let's, let's seal the deal. And then we just went from there kind of thing. It was, a, it was, it was just, it's weird. It was just one of the, not weird, but it was just actually a beautiful moment. Mm, and you become a blended family now, I understand. Yeah. 
and how mm-hmm. has that worked? How has that worked out? And it, it's been, it's been, it's been, it has been challenging. But see where I sit here, see where I lay here now, yeah? I've reaped the benefits of the fruits that I've, that I've, I've planted from early. So as we sit here now, the older daughter, she's going to have her birthday on, on Sunday coming. And we as a family network are so beautiful. Like we as a family network are just like, we rumble together. Like I didn't think it would be like that. I'll be honest with you. Cause I thought, cause the younger one, I got two boys. The younger one lives with me, with us, with the three other girls. So I didn't think I was going to be that dad. I thought I was going to be that weekend dad. So I have to go. It was hard. It was hard. Like, I couldn't work it out. But through the blessings of God, literally, I've got my youngest. I, I, my oldest one works with me. He still checks. It's, it's just so... All the things that I thought worried about, Christmas, birthdays, New Year's, all them things that I need, they're all with me through like, the whole time. Worked out. I, lo- I do love a good blended family story. It ain't been easy. Don't get it twisted. It's not been... The greatest because I've tried to do things. We tried to. I've tried to change the whole narrative and like everyone, you know, the, the, her previous uh, previous partner. I've tried to have a connection with him in terms of the the child, the youngest child. So I've tried to like even like you know, bro, look, you two arguing is dead. Like man, man, time, man, come me and you just do this thing in it. People commended for me. My woman was like, "Go on, do your thing in it. Go on." I'm like, look. Man, when man and man are dealing with things, we deal with things proper. So, what about you, women? You don't know how to deal with things, innit? Yeah? I would deal with him, innit? It's calm. And it worked for like, it worked for about, for a little while. Yeah, he let me down. He let, yeah, I, I, she now calls me, how's your baby father? Like, because that's how it is. (laughs) I want to go back, just slightly back to the bit where you say everything kind of fell apart, like this, this moment where everything dropped off. So, the divorce happened, you left your work, left your job, your safe job that everyone said that, you know, was against you with. Um, you had your family meetings and all of that. And the overcoming process, the overcoming all of those, that moment where you say like you were stripped. Other than your partner, was there anything else that kind of helped you to overcome that? Was it your partner? Was it your faith in God? Is the two things that you've mentioned. Was there anything else like was there more support? Because you talked about support dropping off. So everything, you're stripped. How did that rebuild come about? All right, the saving grace was, yeah, throughout the whole thing, which I'm glad you got to that point, is that, see the, the hive and seek? Because hive and seek is not, it's, not it's, it's got all these little bits and pieces that I can always manoeuvre in. So no day is the same, no day is ever the same with me. So tomorrow... I'm actually taking a day off tomorrow. Like tomorrow, I'm actually taking a day off. But today I lay paving. The day before that, I was in a school doing a music workshop. Every day is just different. So despite whatever was going on outside, I always had something to fall back on. There's always something. And I, I call it the yellow brick road. There's always, I, call, I always said the yellow brick road analogy. Like I'm walking down the road and I've got a minefield of different things in front of me that can blow up if I don't look after it. But I had to look, I knew in my head, I had to look after these things. Despite what was happening, I needed to be there for my boys. Despite what's happening, but I always thought that was just me. Normally, I'm just strong like that. It wasn't. I had God behind me. Some, someone was always pushing me. So I always believed, he said, there's something bigger for you out there. And I'm like, why are you pushing me like this? Like, who keeps pushing me like that? I always managed to get up. It's weird. I had all these talents and skills 
that I could put my put my um, energy into. So I always had something to do. My dad always said, always something to do. So through all the mist and the fog and all that was going on, through the whole thing, just started a comedy show, Time to Laugh. Just started it. And I've invested a lot of money into it. And through that, that helped me as well. I had no choice. Like, but to keep going. Like, people kept saying, you got to keep going. And I had good people around me. I'm not lying, I had really good people that just came out of the woodwork, just like that. Weird. I kind of feel like when you're talking about how you continue to keep moving, I kind of keep linking it to the story of you coming home from school and having to literally keep working. Definitely. It links straight to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what you, yeah, I don't know if that's what you got, Terence, but for me listening to your story today for the first time, I'm linking it back to you having to just continue going. It's just part of your, your makeup now. You're a psychologist as well, isn't it? Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is the problem I've got at the moment, Sham. I'm not lying. I've got to go tomorrow. Mm. I'm going to go and talk to my dad, isn't it? I've yeah. had a problem with my dad. I have a little issue. And I have to stop. I have to squash that. I have to be, stop being a little idiot and go and squash that because we don't know how long we've got on this earth. And if it wasn't for him, going back them times, giving me all them skill bases, much as I hated it, I'm not going to lie, I hated it, I'm not going to lie. It was To me, it felt like punishment. But I was able to continue to, through all the madness, I was able to keep functioning. Yes, because yeah. Because people depending on my services. It was weird. So I have to go back to that time and I have to go back to him tomorrow. This is from tomorrow. I don't know what date this would be up, but I'll have to go and have a conversation with him. Well, I mean, they talk, they talk about, you know, us planting seeds in your children. You know, you plant the seeds while they're young and they, they grow. And these are the things they grow into. They, the children might not understand at the time, you know, but look at, um, it's giving you fundamentals, foundation that you've now built on in your adulthood, you know. Um, and to me, I agree with what Sean's saying. It does seem like some of that resilience and drive uh, that you've got has been learned from very early on. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm not even going to deny it or even... Um, be around it and that's why I know tomorrow is a must I have to don't rekindle my relationship with my father and and despite whatever he is or whatever he might be he, he's still he's still done he's still done what he needs to do for me in in the remake that he could do and what's helped you get to that 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 kind of grounding today what's made you decide today actually this is it's imperative to me I'm going to mend this relationship with my father I have a lot of arguments with God. I do. We have arguments all the time, innit? Man, me, we go back to back. We we had we had one argument to have a day, yeah? Not cutting God off the story, but me and, me and the other half, we had a little a, a little back and forth at one yard, didn't it? At someone, someone else's house. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going home, innit? I'm walking home, innit? Like, that banda, I don't need... I'm going back home. I'm not going to take the Uber. Man is walking home, innit? I'm walking from Fulton Heath. <laughs> <laughs> to 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 Hearn Hill, no word of a lie. This is exactly what I was gonna do. I did it, but Tom and like brand new Jordans I'm wearing because obviously you don't get to wear your things because of the thing. I said I was good. I was like, okay, I'm arguing with God. I'm like, bro, like she needs to understand how I operate. This is how I work in it. This is me in it. Wow, he's silent. He ain't answer. He ain't saying nothing back to me. You know, he's silent. He ain't saying nothing back to me. I was like, see, because you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway. I said, let me take a break here yeah, and sit on a wall. When I sat on the wall and looked up here, yeah, looked behind me, 
No, it was a church. Man got man walked back down the road, yeah. And because it was too far now, I walked so far, I had to get back on the bus to go back up to where it was and then literally talk the situation through and we got on with our lives. That's what God does, them kind of things. Intervention. I will argue with him about the situation, but my dad's this, my dad done that. It was this and that. He didn't do this for me. He didn't do that for me. But he's like, see this pod there? It's reconfirmed why I have to do that. Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I argue with him all I want, but if Rusham coming up and saying, you know what, T, think about it, man. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my diddy days. Was that the translation of what you heard of what she said was blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, I wasn't blah, blah, blah. Stay, stay. No, don't disrespect. I don't mean disrespect. I mean disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, there. See these things. This is why it's good to talk and be around the right people because this is what it does, isn't it? Definitely. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm doing this because I will do these kind of things because this is what's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to come a new man after this. Not every. I told you, not every day I don't want to be the same guy. I want to be a different guy every day. I want to evolve. Growth. Yeah. Growth. I want to evolve every day. Yeah. I mean, the honest truth is, when every time I do one of these podcasts and I talk to people like yourself or just to Sharm or, or Stephen, I grow just through those conversations. You never know what kind of gems, omens, information that the other person is going to bring that actually is the added missing piece to whatever you've been thinking. Just all that information with that, what you're getting though, makes sure you activate it. Because so many people just want to hold on to that knowledge and do it and, and don't want to do nothing with their lives in it. Like I could go and hold that information, all the stuff that we learned today and what Charm said and what you said, and then just not do nothing with it. I have to do something with it. See, I was saying you have to do something. I think when you when you hold things in like knowledge and power and wisdom, it, it, it will eat you away. I've seen too many people have so much knowledge and they can't go nowhere. Like, what what happened to you? Because you took you couldn't do nothing. You didn't action it. Yeah. You you hear this thing where they say talk is cheap. You know, you you can say all these things, but live it in action, live it in your deeds, you know, really kind of entwine it into to what you do into your life and those around you. So so I guess one thing I'd want to know is what would you tell your your younger self in terms of any any pearls of wisdom that you give to young Terence? It's, it's a difficult one, you know, because I would have said to myself, go and get it. Go, go, go and get it. Go. Any means necessary, mark and mess element, yeah? Go and get it. I don't think nothing was stopping me. I don't think my mum and dad, I'm not going to sit there and say my mum and dad stopped me from being doing certain things or having certain things. But I still feel I should I could have got gone and got it. You make the best of a bad situation. Because these we're in a bad situation, as we say now, with this whole pandemic or whatever. You've created this podcast through the through this, miss. You probably would have done probably an event, maybe differently. I don't know. You would have probably done this differently, maybe not. I don't know. But you've made the best of a bad situation and you've made it work for you, in it. And now look what it's doing. I can't even tell you what other things, you can't tell me how many other things has got, gone on around the background, what's happening. You probably got BBC checking. I don't know, something's <laughs> happening. Just don't forget me, innit? You don't wait there, fam. Yeah, so something else is more. So I would have said literally, go and get it. Take that step. Take that step. Because that one thing, that one step leads to so many things. I think many time when I was young, I didn't take that step. I just kind of like said, that's not the norm. So don't do it. But now I'm doing things out of the norm, and I've always I've always listened to that little some that little something inside me. Always I, I pull it. I, I, that's why Matt's the cab driver is there because 
He's, he's basically an artist that never made it, you know. That's what it is. Matt's a cab driver is an artist that never made it. Owes money to a loan shark and then he has to do cab driving. That's the story I put behind it. This yeah. is the life that I was living where I didn't go and get what I needed to go and get and pursue as far as I should go. I guess what I want to ask is, you know, what is your opinion on the way failure is looked upon in society? I mean, some of us, some people can't stand the word failure and they kind of replace it with different words and, um, and they have different analogies and stuff like that. Like, what's your take on it? How do you, like, what do you think about how failure is perceived? I don't, I don't like the name today. failure. I ain't gonna lie. I don't like the word failure. I think it's it's still it still grinds on people. You're a failure. Like it's still it, even just saying it like failure at forty. People are like no, no, but you never failed. Like, like, <laughs> it still grinds on me. But you know what it is. I look at it as um, fear. Failure to me is is it's fear. The times mm-hmm. when I when I wanted to go on stage. The time when I wanted to start my own business. The time when I wanted to do this, start this, that. It was all down to fear. The failure bit is going to happen. You've got no, this is what we do. The failure is not doing it. That's the madness about it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Basically. Failure is not doing it. All, the younger self that I'm speaking to, the times when he should have took that step, that's yeah. that failure fault. So my thing is just fear. But I, I, I love the whole thought of doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah because what yeah. happens now, trust me, I ain't doing it wrong again. Yeah. It's just a learning curve. Like, yeah. yeah. I ain't doing that again. I ain't going through, I ain't putting a woman through what I put. I'll never do it again. I'll never mm-hmm. put my kids through anything they need. I'll never do that again. And especially with business, like when people say, How many do so many things? And baby, I'm a master of all. Because now what's happened, because I've learned a lesson, I know what I can I can do now, my abilities, and I've mastered everything that I can. To, to the highest point of what I can do. And I've always been a person that, like Richard Branson, like, like so say yes and think about it after, innit? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go on YouTube and learn what to do. <laughs> I, I think I remember you saying something like that once, Sean. You know, claim yeah. the opportunity and just work out how to do it. Yeah, you know, 100%. Opportunity. I think just in terms of failure and what you were saying, Terence, I, I think in lots of ways, society, even from school, pictures you against each other in terms of, you know, learning, exams. If you don't pass X exam, the consequences that then will happen makes you feel like possibly I've now failed. You know, and actually, no, it's another, it's another, um, another way to be able to actually understand that you've learned something or how not to do something or where you need to put in more knowledge, more growth into. Um, even with like, you know, just you know, appearances, you know, people think actually, if I don't look a certain way, you know, then I'm not maybe going to get that job interview or maybe that guy is not going to like me. So it feels like there's going to be a consequence if I don't achieve the best by other people's standards or even by my own standards. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about it all. No, 100%. And even that, I just having an argument on another pod, literally, and we're talking about, sorry to mention it, but they're talking about cosmetic surgery and that. I was like, this is so petty. But when I looked at it deeper, like, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I was talking to my boy about it just yesterday. I was saying to him, like, schooling ain't working. I know, I get it, son. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been through the prison services, the school system. And the prison services, they get more money for an inmate, like 60 grand a year. But in schools, they only put like 10 grand to 12 grand for a young person. So you can see the system's already fixed. It's messed up. And I said to the son, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had any different, if I had a choice, 
I wouldn't send you to school. I'll just travel around the world with you. Just say you say, take it. Just different cultures, different vibe. Blah, 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 blah. So I do feel like I failed him. I did say to him, I did feel like I failed you in that sense in terms of school. But I said, do what we're going to do now. And this is where I said, we're going to learn about you. We're going to learn everything about you. We're going to, we're going to sit. We're going to put a bucket list together. We're going to set goals. We're going to set targets. And we're going to learn about you. You're going to learn about what your body can do, what it's capable of. All the functions, functionalities of your body, your mind, your brain, how that works, why it works. And we're going to go through it day by day. So today we're just talking about how the brain connects to the heart, how important it is. And that I kind of respect. And then tomorrow we're just going to, we're going to go for a 2K run. Man can't run though. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a scooter <laughs> up the front of my hand. You're not way there. But I said, let's just see what your capability, let's learn about you. Forget, uh, you still, still got to do the school. Do little basics, but I'm gonna we're gonna enhance that in terms of just knowing who you are, so you can learn who your purpose is, why you're there, your calling, etc. I love that. Me too. Absolutely love that. And I think one thing that we did forget to mention, though, uh, Terence, during our conversation today, is that you and uh, your partner Shan have got your own business um, that you do. I've started doing some online because I lost my creativity in terms of through the you know I'm used to being out doing comedy, whatever, DJ, that's gone. So I started a show called The Lockdown Show and then um, where I was interviewing influential people throughout the time. And then what it done, this is the same thing about just taking that little one step. What it done is open up doors. And then literally now we've got the Max and Shan show. Literally just evolved to where me and her would sit down and have it online and people would just ask us random questions, especially about co-parenting, especially about new relationships, especially about how you comprehend each other and what kind of things you go through. And yeah, I put the comedic element to it. She puts the, she puts the other element to it and it kind of just blends and it works. Then now we want to do a show called um, Come Yam River, Come Yam River. So we've got a production company and we're going to do a show where couples will be invited to come and um, Come Yam River. Who's, who's cooking? That's the madness about it. We're not cooking. <laughs> we are gonna we're gonna get vendors. We're gonna use vendors okay. for people to promote their food. I thought, why do yeah. why do, oh, that's do that? Cool. So we get vendors and then we just and we got the vendors, so they're coming in on board and then production companies come on board and then yeah, we taste their food and we just wrap it up with different couples um and, and, and see what go from there kind of thing. Well we'd love to promote but definitely share that with us, please. Man, 100% come yam with we in it. <laughs> I'm coming to yam, yeah. Come, yeah, you can come, but you can't come with that psychological head either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my partner, we'll both come and yam with you. I swear down, come. no, 100%. No, I swear, I, I we're even doing we're even gonna do singles eventually as well. Matchmaking that's what we're gonna do down the line. I come, I'm in a whole blended family. I'm coming, we're coming, we're coming, chat. That bring it, bringing people together. <laughs> I swear, if you're down for it, I'll bring you in, man. That's no problem. Come yam with you, Terence. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. You've shared so much with us, Sham. I'm sure you'll agree. It's been a pleasure interviewing Terence today. It's been such a good interview. Thank you so much for joining us. It's I'm so sure so many of our listeners are going to be listening in. Max, the cab driver. <laughs> That's how I know you. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an amazing podcast. And we will catch you soon. 
But do give us your socials before you go. Where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you? You know, you can just Google me, innit? Max the Cab Driver, DA, Max D. Just Google me. You can Google any name. Just Google. You can Google Hive and Seek. Google Evolve to Evolve. Just Google me. It just come up. It just go boom. Top 100. There. Done. Go on to Pink <laughs> Hive. I'm still there. No, no way there, fam. You, you got like, an SEO on no the to lock, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just Google me. Everything is there. But now, nah, anybody that wants to connect, anybody that wants to make make some moves and do some do some things, if you need, it, just feel no way to connect. I'm happy to help in any way I feel more fashion as I can, within reason. Are there any final words you'd like to leave our listeners with before you go? You know what? Step out. Step out. Like you know that one where you just like, oh, why can't uh, just step out? Watch watch the rest of the works come to light. Watch everything else come to light. This, this is a prime example. You stepped out, look where you are now. Like there's, there's plenty of examples of how to do it out there. And, and shed the rubbish. Get rid of the rubbish. And walk it and find your purpose. Even if you can't, just pick one and just work with that and the rest will come to light. Just step out first though, innit? And I love everybody though, and I love everybody. And big up my haters. I love my haters as well. Swear <laughs> down. I love all of you. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> Please stop picking your nose as well. Stop picking your nose. That's not a good look. <laughs> Terence, thank you so much. Wishing you and Shan a really good night. And uh, we look forward to having you both on again soon, actually. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah. Couples thing, that's going to be annoying. But you know I'm going to do a fight. You know what I mean? I don't we argue all the time, innit? Like, she feels you know, <laughs> and I'm no better. I'm the man. You know, like that, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> failure at 40. Failure at 40. Welcome to failure at 40. Failure at 40. Failure at 40. Failure at 40.